Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week we are back with another Reddit episode, so... We're going to be jumping on the Unpopular Opinion subreddit, reading some unpopular opinions, and then we will talk about them, say whether or not we agree or disagree, and if that opinion is truly unpopular or not. It's always fun to go on the subreddit just to see what crazy things people are saying, or maybe it's something that you're like, I've always thought this exact same thing, and you maybe didn't even realize. You're like, that is an unpopular opinion, isn't it? And so we just picked out um, seven or so each to chat with and or chat about chat with um we're gonna talk to the subreddits (laughs) um so before we do that we're gonna do a little catch up like we normally do with you guys talk about our weekly spotlights and see this is kind of fun now that we like live separately you know for a week at a time we can just like catch up with each other here and on the podcast what's been new with you this past week well my weekly spotlight just came home like 15 minutes ago just drove back that's been my friday nights which it's funny because I'd be getting home, like, still kind of earlier sometimes than I would for my, like, other clinical that I had. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying. Um, My weekly spotlight I was going to share was that I went to a movie by myself yesterday, and it was nice. I never actually even figured out what movie you went to see. I ended up seeing Tickets to Paradise. I think that's what it was called, or Ticket to Paradise. Oh, so it wasn't even an option that you No. So I was going to see the options I think that I sent you were... Um, see how they run which was not even like in theaters near me I think it came out like a month ago like I don't know where that's playing what was the other option I gave you oh bullet train was not playing near me either I limited my options the queen something the woman king I think is what it was called so the queen (laughs) the woman king so the queen that might have been playing um I was iffy about like it has such high ratings but I watched the trailer and like it just didn't interest me that much. So I don't know. If you guys have seen The Woman King and you think I should see it, like I'm always down to go see a movie. But I want something a little lighthearted. You've probably seen the trailers for uh, Ticket to Paradise have been everywhere. So that's the um, yeah. Julia Roberts and George Clooney movie. I didn't go in like with I think I actually like just started seeing trailers like yesterday or the day before. Oh, okay. Well, I think like I've been seeing them. And, I mean, I didn't really, like, pay attention to the trailers. Like, it was always those YouTube ads that I would, like, you know, just skip. So, all I knew is that it was, like, a rom-com between a divorced couple. Um, But I liked it more than I thought I would. So, I would recommend, if you're in the mood for just a low-key kind of funny rom-com. It's not even, like, it's hardly, like, a rom-com. Like, it is because they, like, get together at the end. But it's, like, I won't, like, give any spoilers because I didn't know, like, anything about it going into it. But it was fun and just, like, I liked Julia Roberts and George Clooney together. I thought they were a funny duo. My weekly spotlight is mm, maybe the, I really like that we kind of got the dining area of our house updated a little bit more to our liking. So um, I did vlog this past week in my life and that should be up then when this video goes up if you want to check it out. But we replaced a lighting fixture. Sierra and I, we replaced the lighting fixture 
which I had no doubt that we would be able to do, but I kind of had been talking with my dad about replacing the light and like he was like totally down to come help out with replacing it. Um, but I was getting kind of impatient. I just wanted to see if Sierra and I could do it. So we looked up a video and got it replaced and the electricity works and everything. And so that was nice. And I really like how it looks. I was kind of going back and forth and like we had originally kind of like thought we would go with something different. Just like anytime we like envisioned, oh, like we'll do like a black single pendant light was like what we kind of had consistently been talking about. Um, but I wanted something that was like in stores close to us. And the ones like that close by were like, they hardly seemed like they were giving off any light. And so I was kind of shying away from those We things. did still want it to be functional. So mm-hmm. we, I found one at Lowe's that I was like, this should look nice. And I, we went, th- we went with gold because the kind of hardware stuff like on the console table in that area and the mirror are gold. And so I was like, this should look nice. And I think it does. And maybe, you know, when you consider it in conjunction with the whole house and the rest of the silver hardware we have, <laughs> maybe it doesn't make the most sense, but I did not want a silver light fixture there, so. I mean, we already had a silver light fixture there, so. We didn't like it. Yeah. It wasn't our style, so really like it. And then we got some new dining chairs, which, Love them. they're very cute, although I I did think of this technically before ordering it, so, like, I wasn't oblivious to the fact, but I was like, hmm, these chairs have, like, chrome on them, don't they? Is that going to throw off the vibe? But I think it, no, it looks nice No, I didn't nice even think overall. about it. Um, they're just, like, these white cushion chairs with rattan back and then, like, chrome legs and stuff. They're cute. Something else from Amazon. that I can talk about a little bit is that I've been in my, like, meal prepping era, kind of. <laughs> what era are you in? <laughs> my meal prepping era. So, um... Going into, like, this clinic rotation, for my two other rotations, like, every time I would bring a lunch, I was pretty much always doing those healthy choice, like, frozen meals that I would just microwave, and those were good, but I felt like this was a chance for me to, like, say, okay, Sierra, you're, like, truly on your own. I can't, like, not even, like, I, like, I can blame you in any way, shape, or form for, like, being lazy with my lunches, but I felt like I was, like, okay, now it's, like, truly just you. Are you really gonna, like, you know, have these frozen meals for lunch every single day? How do I have anything to do with that you don't but you i feel like been meal prepping here i know but like i don't know it just felt different and so i got like these little meal prep kind of containers which i've been using as my tupperware because i don't have any other tupperware up there too but i have enough at this point so i've been making these like one pot meals on like sunday or monday night and spreading it out for the week and that's been my lunch so the first week i did this fiesta chicken bowl if you guys watched the vlog you know that one was really good, made plenty of servings. And then on Pinterest, there was like this garlic chicken rice thing that looked really good. And I swear I followed it correctly. Like it tasted fine, but it had implied that there'd be a lot more like sauciness to it than there was. Like here, you saw my uh, TikTok, right? Or like you saw my lunch or you could at least see it again. I'm going to pull up the Pinterest and show you the picture of what it was supposed to look Did like. Did it taste okay? It tasted fine, but like I was expecting like sauce like kind of vibes like not like sauce but i'll show you and you'll see you see that compared to what i had for my lunch i mean i don't distinctly remember what you had for lunch but but like that implies that there's like a creaminess within the meal correct you guys can't see but (laughs) um it tasted fine i'll maybe try it again 
And surprisingly, the crazy thing was that for this, when I was getting recipe stuff, like ingredients, I only get, had to get two more things from wow. the other stuff that I had like to get for my uh, chicken fiesta bowl. Like, I think I just had to get Parmesan cheese, which I didn't end up using on accident because it was supposed to go last and I forgot. And then I had to get um, something else, but, or just heavy cream. And I think that was it. So, yeah. In my meal prepping era, I feel pretty good about it. my 10 days that I've been at my clinical, I have been to the cafeteria three times because I just haven't felt like packing a lunch on those days. I could go to the cafeteria. The thing with that is that it might be the same for you but like how long do you have for lunch an hour half hour oh dang and you go you go to the cafeteria and then eat it and get everything done i mean i have time to document we have like after lunch people sit and document oh okay well i have like just a full hour but like that's the only time that i have and then i try and document the mm-hmm. morning then too see that's that's why i'm digging so acute I, care is because well, I, like for inpatient rehab we have a full guess, hour yeah, in the you morning have your time at the end of the day too right and a full hour at the end of the day yeah. To document stuff. Yeah, but I kind of like doing it like right after lunch. And like you, they can just do it whenever they want. Yeah. So, yeah. So your rotation's been going well? Yeah. Any new updates? I, mm, I mean, I don't really know what I said last week, but nothing really new. I'm getting more involved. Like my first week I was a little like just kind of an extra set of hands. So I said that last week. This week, um... The thing with acute care is kind of like I am definitely like taking the lead and like in charge of most patients. But like my CI has already said that she's never just going to like leave me alone like with the patient. Sure. I'm not going to get to a point where like she's like, bye, see ya. Because like I'm practicing under her license. These patients aren't always medically stable. Sure. So it's always going to be kind of like she's there watching me no matter what. So I don't know how like independent I'll feel necessarily just because like automatically when someone's there, I feel like that makes it seem like if I'm not mm-hmm. like I'm not by myself and I've talked about that even with my um pediatric rotation it was like right. my CI was always there so it's like even if you are like literally doing everything on your own it's like someone being there you're like I didn't do it by myself though yeah so this week I did start um leading treatments and leading evals on patients that aren't super complex so if you guys are interested at all in like what an acute care eval looks like um the so chart review first thing is like when we have the patients that we have to see for that day first thing we do in the morning is we chart review and so the things that I have been learning and I'm still learning I'm only on week two of EQK guys (laughs) Um, but the things that I've been learning are key things to look at are so the first thing is like um, I go look at like the sidebar because that usually has like the snapshot of like information I need to know so I'll get like my own piece of paper out I'll write down their room number, their name, and then, like, their reason that they're in the hospital for. And so once I have that, then I usually like to write down just, like, their age and gender because just so I'm, like, aware of, like, who I'm going to go see. Mm-hmm. And then one PT told me they like to write down weight sometimes, whether that's um, some lift equipment, if they're going to need some lift equipment, has weight restrictions. So sometimes sure. I think it's helpful to just, like, have that listed there. Um, I like to write down their last vitals that were taken, even if they were normal, so I know, like, what's normal for them. Um, if they're on oxygen, then I'll write down, like, their, the amount that they're on, and they'll, usually they'll have, like, parameters, but, um, for someone who's, like, not COPD or having, like, pulmonary stuff going on, ideally they should be staying above, like, 93%, 
um, for COPD, they usually like them, like them to stay between 88 and 92, and they don't necessarily want them going above that either. So those are mm-hmm. usually parameters that um, I may write down or like I kind of can just remember that, so it's not that big of a deal. And then writing down past medical history, that's at least like pertinent to their hospital stay currently or things that I might care about. So COPD is a big big one that could impact how they work with me. Um, heart failure, hypertension, type 2 diabetes. Um, sometimes there's like unique stuff or if they have like a history of stroke, then that could impact, you know, what you go in and see with the patient. Um, whatever you think is relevant. And then I'll write down when you get PT orders in acute care, they technically, technically come with like what the orders are. Most of the time, it's discharge recommendations. Some of the time, it's um, like in the ICU, they'll usually word it as like early mobility, like to get them up and moving. Um, And then they might also say like today we had one where someone had kind of like a neurological event. Um, I seem to mean probably like a TIA because he was presenting like a stroke, but by, by the time we saw him today, he was like fully recovered. He only had like a little bit of weakness and almost tingling one side and then like it's been resolving since he came in yesterday okay. and he was like 100% normal today so um what was I saying about that I don't know what I was saying TIA I don't know I can't finish your thought for you <laughs> somehow I was gonna say something about the chart and then now I don't know what I was gonna say lab values are also something that we look at um what I've been mostly focusing on is for a lot of the stuff we don't there's only certain things that are going to impact whether or not I'm going to choose to work with them or not so that's what I am trying to focus on so sodium and potassium stuff um, if those levels are off then they might impact like someone's heart rhythm especially if they have like cardiac stuff going on Um, sodium we don't pay as much attention to because that's been you know higher and we've still are like seeing the patients and don't really pay that much attention but if potassium is low, then my CI was kind of like, you know, I might not see someone if, like, their potassium's too low. So I'm like, okay. And then... Lock that in. <laughs> um, if someone... What else for lab values? Hemoglobin. Blood count. Hemoglobin is the other big one because if someone has low hemoglobin, then they could get... Or they could fatigue quicker and um, just, like, not have as much endurance during the session. Platelets. So... Do with anyone like a low platelet count or anything um yes we like there's been some patients where yeah that'd be important but a lot of times they'll like just have patients who are on like we haven't had to like not been able to work with someone because of that Mm -hmm. but oftentimes too they'll have people listed as like fall risk yeah as soon as they're on like if they're on blood thinners or anything sure so also write down like precautions like that where it's like fall risk precautions which like doesn't really change that much because i'm always trying to not have a patient fall anyways um, or sometimes it'll have, like, seizure precautions for a patient, which, like, I don't know what that means, but I write it down just in case, like, I don't know. Um, and if someone has, like, just, if you can, you can usually go through, and I'll look through, once I, I'm trying to, like, none of this is all, like, a specific order that I necessarily do, but then I also go to, like, I want to find out if it's, like, an eval, the first thing they brought them in, which a lot of times it tends to be, like, an ED to hospital admission mm-hmm. so I'll go find the hospitalist or emergency department note just to kind of like 
give me the story of like what brought the patient in so I have an idea. Sometimes, if I'm lucky, the inpatient care coordinator has seen this patient before I had, and so then I can start getting housing information, family if they're involved, stuff mm-hmm. like that, so it can kind of like cut down my subjective questions and stuff, but if they didn't, then I need to like go get that, that information anyways. And then um, sometimes I'm still figuring out how to like navigate the software well, but you can go back and check. There's sometimes some frequent flyers in the hospital. So a lot of times the PTs will go and look back at if they've seen the patient before or if they've had physical therapy in the hospital before and you can organize stuff to look at that. And that might also help you get you give you a better idea on their function back then and how they presented. So then you kind of know what you're maybe going into um and then i'm i've been getting you know more and more familiar just like with procedures that are going on and more like medical related things and so yeah well good enough boring you guys with all of that but i've been i did i've mostly done like low complexity evals this week and then um my ci goals for next week that we have is with these low complexity evals um if we can we like to talk to nurses and stuff first whether that's like in person or having to call them with like the phones that they have um so my ci was like let's try to have that like be part of what you do what you're doing and then easing into more moderate complexity evals next week good um something related to evals for my end uh before we jump into stuff quick so i had observed my ci i think do two evals my first week and then this week we had another new eval and so he's like okay like you can try this one since you've seen me do two of them and like i did it fine but it was funny because like the two evals that he did these people were like very like not that like hard to evaluate like they were like sitting in their wheelchairs and he was like doing some manual muscle testing on them like testing their sensation their proprioception and they were like doing pretty well and then you like pretty much do that you obviously like ask them subjective questions about like home who's gonna help and stuff that stuff um, and then we just run through this thing called the care tool, which is just like, how far can they walk? Can they do it by themselves? Can they go up and down the stairs? Can they get in and out of a car? It's just like this whole list that you kind of run through. And so I was like in my head, okay, easy enough. Like I'll do that. <laughs> and the person that I see is like just a little bit more complex and like requires more assist. So I was like in my head trying to be like, do we like want to give them assist or is it like how much can they do like on their own? You know, like what's the level here? Like obviously mm-hmm. we had to keep them safe. So it's like, if they can't do it, they can't do it um and they're also just like in bed when we first got there and so it was like how do we like in my head I'm like I know I like learned how to like you know make a muscle test in these positions and stuff but I'm like but I just watched him do it and they're sitting up and so I was like okay one second let me like think <laughs> but we made it through and he said I did fine I was like okay I don't think I did that good but um yeah when I left today he was like saying that I was doing well and so far I could expect uh, a good midterm report so that's good well, good Okay, should we get to some unpopular opinions? Let's do it. So I'll start with my first one. First unpopular opinion is Midwestern politeness is fake. I've lived in the Midwest for several years now, and the people definitely have the characteristic politeness stereotypical of the Midwest. Problem is, it's fake. As soon as you behave in a way they don't expect or like, Midwesterners get super mad. For example, I'm not automatically friendly. I'm an introvert. When I don't reciprocate a Midwesterner's friendliness, they turn offended and hostile quickly. Oh, wow. Hostile. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I mean, I don't read that much into 
I feel like the Midwestern politeness is simply people, you know, will say hi to a stranger, you know, passing by versus like in New York, people probably don't do that. I feel like even like when we've gone to California and stuff, like people have been generally like nice. You know what I mean? Like it's not isolated just to the Midwest. Like I could see like New York, I could see being like the standoffish, like no one's worried about anyone. Like they're just going from point A to point B. I could see that there. Granted, I've only been to New York for like less than 24 hours, so I don't know. That's just the vibe that I get. But everywhere else I've traveled within the U.S. is like, okay, everyone's mostly nice. I will say, like, I don't know if this, like, this is a different situation because, like, I don't know. It just seems like it. But today, for example, I was leaving the gym. I'm walking to my car. Like, back is towards the building. I'm facing no one. And, like, a middle-aged man is, like, walking kind of in a different direction towards his car. And he just kind of, like, yells out in my general direction being, like, it was 30 or it was 30 degrees a couple days ago and now like this because it's warmer <laughs> yeah. and I was just like I turn around and I was like yeah, yeah. like <laughs> what do I do yeah it is and then I, you know so I don't know but I feel like in like maybe there's camaraderie since we go to the same gym or something and we're not had, like complete when strangers I was, uh, but like I checking don't know. out at the gas station I like stopped at the gas station um after I got off today before coming here and I was like getting in line this guy at the end of the line was like you can go in front of me I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> did he even, like, did he have much or he was just, no, no one, like, ever had, like, two things. It's gas station. I know, but, hmm. but, I mean, is that Midwestern politeness? Maybe. And you guys let us know. pretty genuine. But their thing is about fakeness. I so, I mean, have you ever had someone, I mean, I would say. Turn on you? As no. much as I hate. No, I don't mind the term introvert. I hate the term shy, which they don't use in this thing. But, like, okay, I'm an introvert. I've lived in the Midwest my whole life, and I feel like I would say I don't think it's fake, but I also don't think, like, I think that politeness is generally a thing everywhere in the U.S. Maybe there's a little bit more, like, maybe Midwesterners aren't afraid to be a little bit more, like, let's have a conversation right now. Like, in the elevator And then I'm kind of of like, I maybe don't want to have a conversation right now. I'm the type of person who, like, probably wouldn't have, like, just an elevator conversation anyways. I will say, though, when I was leaving the hospital a couple days ago, so I was, like, going down the elevator, and there was a, another, I think she's a P, yeah, she's a PT that got on, but, like, I haven't worked with her because she's, she's on a different floor, but she's like, oh, like, are you a new student, like, working with so-and-so, and I was like, yeah, and then she was saying how she was, like, an Iowa grad from, like, two years ago, and we, like, talked, going down the elevator, all the way to the parking lot, up, like, to mm. the parking garage. Good so social was, skill practice. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so... Yeah, I would, I disagree just because I feel like I've never personally experienced this and yeah, but I, also, I mean, so I mean, I guess you would say it's an, an unpopular opinion, right? Yeah. Okay. The first unpopular opinion that I have is our pocket devices shouldn't be called phones anymore. You notice how they like called it I pocket know. devices. I read okay. that one. Um, why are the devices in our pockets that connect us to the world still called phones? The term is wildly out of date considering that it's only one, or it's only one thing it's capable of. Small one at that. Call it anything else. That was their wording, not mine. What's wrong with the term phone? What's interesting is that- The phone has evolved. It hasn't changed. It has evolved. So it has changed. (laughs) I think that they 
are limiting like yeah we know like the phone was invented as like you put in the number you call someone like you talk to them on the other line but i mean just as technology has like you're telling this person walks around every day and instead of calling it their phone they say pocket device is that better (laughs) my pocket device yeah i mean what do you call it if it's not one thing and like that would imply that there would have been like a point in time where it's like you know we add x to a phone it's called a cell phone that's different than a phone you know we add smartphone how about that that's what we do (laughs) we already do call it that um but like that would imply there would have been some like day and time where like you know oh it's not a phone anymore it's too far gone we've added too much to it and now it's something else like i just think like you said it's evolved over time and we've all just come to accept that no one's going to like all of a sudden be like okay on this day of october 21st they're no longer called phones they're called pocket devices and that would have to you'd have to have a lot of people on board for that mm-hmm. so stupid opinion that is an unpopular opinion one that i cannot get behind um my own personal popular unpopular opinion is since today is Taylor Swift's <clears throat> album release day, I'll share my thoughts on it. Even though, you know, I'm not a huge Swifty, and sometimes albums, you got to listen to them more than once to really soak things in. Sierra already reminded me that with Olivia Rodrigo's album, which we both, you know, loved when it came out. On repeat first, for like the entire year. <laughs> the first time we listened to it, you know, maybe it wasn't our favorite. And I was probably the same way with like the Jonas Brothers album as well. At that time, I was like, all these songs sound the same and I don't really know how I feel about it and then I also grew to like that album but I was listening to I was getting ready this morning I was like I'll put the songs on and like I listened to it on my way into work and then I finished it like when I was coming home from work and there were only like three songs that really caught my attention because the rest of me just kind of sounded like the same the entire way through and there was no like variation in like musically what was going on so it just like I wasn't really paying attention, but I liked Karma was probably my favorite. I do like that one. Question and then Antihero, um, which were all like the more in your face type of songs where it seemed like something different was going on. So those are my thoughts on. I also because um, did you see the 3 a.m. tracks, the 3 a.m. K-Doc surprise? Like, did, did you see like the, she had like on her TikTok, she posted a video of like no. the calendar of the week. And so she had, like, different times and stuff. But, yeah, she had, like, it listed as, like, 3 a.m., a very chaotic surprise. So, like, people knew something was coming at 3 a.m., but they mm. didn't know what was what it was. Um, Yeah. Anyways, the next unpopular opinion that I have is, as a non-smoker, cigarettes smell quite nice. Here's what they said further. The smell of cigarettes or the smell of cigarette smoke comes through my window most nights, and I actually enjoy the aroma. I almost it's almost a calming smell however i know a lot of non-smokers hate it which i think is over exaggerating a little bit you know it's funny i think dad has said that he doesn't mind the smell of, like cigar smoke and stuff and i feel like for people who think this there's probably like that like there's a memory or something associated with that whether it's like a person that like smokes it that it reminds me of the, um, you know what i mean the limbic the, um, system yeah i was like like to he? me that's the only way that you would think that it smells good is if you have like a positive association with it yeah i i mean i gotta disagree with this one <laughs> you point know? blank i have to 
Yeah, and I mean, maybe sometimes people are like a little over dramatic when they're around cigarette smoke. Like people like, like cough dramatically, and you're like, oh my god, like you're embarrassing. At that point, like you're just being rude. Like I'm pretty sure they know it's not healthy to smoke. Like, yeah. Anyways, but I mean, anyway, yeah. Simple, simple disagree with hey, this one. Megan and I like the smell of gas. So yeah, and our that can't be good. <laughs> I mean, I know our dad specifically, but maybe many other people think that we're extremely weird for that. But, like, it reminds me specifically, like, and I know our older sister, Haley, she likes the smell, Nothing too. like the smell winter. of gas in the winter. Like, specifically, like, winter you've, gas. <laughs> you've opened the garage door. It's brisk outside. I don't even like cold. So why do I like, like that so much? But, like, the cold adds another layer. <laughs> Some bite to it. I don't know. And I don't try to, like, inhale the smoke or anything, no. but I'm just, or the smoke, what? I don't try to like sit there and inhale the gas because I know that's not good. But I just, you know, if I'm walking out to my car, I'm like, <laughs> it smells kind of nice. Yeah. That's all. Um, Maybe that's my unpopular opinion. Next unpopular opinion is kind of related to, we are talking about albums and songs and stuff. So this says, listening to whole, whole albums is way better than listening to individual songs. And then the comment is, I feel like especially younger people nowadays don't really listen to whole albums anymore, like on streaming services. It's a way better experience. The album is cohesive and just works. I don't know why people didn't listen to whole albums. And that is interesting how, like, streaming services probably did, like, change the way people listen to music just because if you wanted to listen to a song, you used to just have to plug in the whole album and CD and, like, play it all the way I through. I feel like it's kind of sad. You would skip songs, but... Since we've entered, like, the streaming era, you don't get, like... It's not really, like, apples-to-apples comparison of, like, those, like, old records of, like this many albums sold for like this artist or like it's just not the same it's and not tangible bothers me because like sometimes you want to you want to compare like the apples to apples to be like if all things were level who has the most of this or most sold this mm-hmm. or whatever but you can't do that now it bothers me something you'll never get back or this is unrelated i feel like have we talked about this in a podcast episode before the fact that people like don't listen to the radio anymore you no longer get that shared experience of like you're driving next to someone else you have the most popular radio station like you're both tuned into that you look over to the person in the car next to you and you're like jamming out to the same song like you'll never get that back it can't you will never experience that again i know it's crazy um the other thing like related to this so my experience listening to music on spotify i like not recently but like i have been like an album girly where it's like the Jonas Brothers, I would turn on, like, the Happiness Begins album and just, like, listen straight through. Olivia Rodrigo's album, I would, like, turn it on, listen all the way through. Those are the only two albums I have done that with. Everything else is just, like, song by song by song. I, I mean, I did that with, like, Taylor Swift, and I've done that with Jonas Brothers and Olivia Rodrigo in the past. I don't know if I'm going to keep doing that with the Taylor Swift album, because, like, I don't know if I... I'm giving up on that. I listened to I it one time through, and I just don't know if I care. Um... But, and then Harry Styles is also, like, he released an album where I like a good amount of the songs on it, but I never went through and, like, listened to the album either for that one. So, I don't really know why I pick and choose what I do, but I'm not really, like, an album listener. Um, It's just never really been my thing. So, what do we think? Is listening to the whole album a better listening experience? No, because I want to listen to the other songs I like. (laughs) You want to curate your own experience. Yeah, that's what my on-repeat's for. That's what you make playlists for. People are curating their best experience. 
I feel like a lot of times too, like I know that the point of like an artist's album is like they craft it. So it's usually cohesive and makes sense together. And I stuff, have an unpopular opinion, but sometimes I want different sounds. So this is related to Taylor Swift. Cause I just like listen to her songs, you know, and I am, who am I to say Taylor Swift, you know, is not a genius cause I can respect her craft and stuff, but sometimes I'll be listening and I'm like, what? I just saw it. <laughs> Because everyone's like, she's a lyrical genius. No, I saw something. Sometimes maybe, like, maybe I just don't dive in as deep as other Swifties. But, like, I saw, because I've seen, like, a lot of my TikTok right now is, like, people just, like, sharing their thoughts and talking about the Taylor Swift album. And so, in Antihero, I think, it says something about, like, a sexy baby. Like, everybody's yes. sexy baby. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I listened to that. Hold I was on. leaving the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> and so, people were saying... I don't know if this is confirmed or not. Um, it's like a 30 Rock reference, which like I don't I don't know 30 Rock. So I didn't someone else like I was like looking through comments. And first of all, everyone was just like I was I had to like stop what I was doing when that played. Or I like thought I heard the lyrics wrong. Literally, or, I was leaving the gas station. Um, and I was like, excuse me, what did you say? And so there is a 30 Rock scene that. It's Tina Fey's saying something along the lines of like, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know what she was saying, but it was something about like society's pressures of like, she's talking to like this girl who is like, I, you'll just have to look it up on your own. Okay. Care, okay. Cause I'm not going to explain it well. And I don't even fully know if it explains the lyrics in the song, but yeah. Or do you ever feel, cause I felt this kind of with some of the songs on the album too, but do you ever feel like the lyrics and, like, the pacing of them just, like, isn't matching the music. And mm-hmm. she's, like, words are just being said. Mm-hmm. And there's music playing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do feel that. I felt like that with a lot of the songs on the album as well. So. Yeah. And honestly, like, this year has been, like, my year for Taylor Swift. She's probably going to be one of my top artists on Spotify because I've been listening to so much of her Not if Elvis fearless get there first. album. And um, just I've been listening to her more than I ever have. So, no bashing Taylor Swift. I'm not doing that. But I, well, I was kind of like, these are some interesting sounds. <laughs> interesting sounds that I'm hearing out of my speaker right now. Um, my turn. Yes. Okay. Next unpopular opinion: ground turkey is a severely underappreciated meat. I wholeheartedly agree. Not a very hard hitting unpopular opinion, but I stand by it. Ground turkey is so good at almost everything you would use ground beef for: burgers, tacos, meatballs, etc. Tastes great and healthier, too. Um, a lot of people complain about being dry, but you should um, but you should know how to cook it. Or you should have to know how to cook it. I don't know what they're saying. Um, I've converted. Not, like, completely. But I we hardly ever buy ground beef, ever. Mostly because it started more so as I don't care that much. And so when Sierra and I, like, moved out and, like, wherever I heard, like, ground or ground turkeys being, like, a healthy alternative, I was kind of like, okay, I'll try that instead because I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then and also, then, when we would get, like, those pre-seasoned either right. Italian sausage or taco seasoned They don't do that with meat. Beef. They do that with turkey sausage. Tastes fine. Tastes good. Makes it so In I don't fact, have to buy taco seasoning. I mean, like, granted, our dad will make taco meat with, like, beef and but stuff. I don't think it tastes as good now. But like, I've converted. And, like, I think that our dad's, like, tried, like, we've gotten the turkey sausage taco seasoned meat and, like, used it at his house before. He's like, oh, like, that tastes better than I thought it would. Because I think he's just been, like, yeah. brainwashed to thinking, like, oh, beef is the best. Like, turkey's not good. I mean, 
we always get ground turkey. When we make our um, drunken noodles, usually, like, the original recipe, it calls for pork sausage. And now, like, I don't think the pork pork sausage tastes as good as the turkey sausage anymore either. So, once you get a taste for ground turkey, you may not be able to go back. All right. Next unpopular opinion that I have is living at home during college is much better than staying in a dorm. I lived in a dorm my first year and it was awful. You have no privacy, have to share bathrooms, live in a tiny room, have to deal with living with someone you just met and doing laundry is a pain in the butt. I now live back at home and it's much better. I have a big room all to myself. I can shower and poop in the bathroom as long as I want and I, have, and I save so much money. I'm still very involved in campus and have friends, go to events and I'm in clubs. I just don't see the appeal of living in a dorm at all. Can we hold on? Pause. I do not understand colleges that make a make you live in the dorm at all or b make you live in the dorm for like more than like an extended be- like period of time you know like some colleges make you live in the dorm for like your first like two years or like your like three years and i'm like what i didn't know that any schools made you do that but there's some schools that make you live in dorms my thought is that i agree with this although i Like, living in a dorm was fine. Like, I could do it again, but I definitely also recognize, like, all the same things that they're saying are annoying that you don't have to deal with living at home. Um, Like, it was nice to just, like, you never have to worry about, like, super loud neighbors versus, like, in a dorm sometimes you, like, you just don't know. People are being loud and you can't do anything about it. And then, um, like, sharing a bathroom is always just, like, don't love that. And then... I remember just, like, after our first semester, Sierra and I were kind of like, you know, we've probably had enough of the dorm life, but, of course, like, the dorm life has not had enough of us because we're stuck here for another (laughs) semester. Yeah. But, and, like, we weren't going to, I mean, it's expensive to live in a dorm, and, like, you do kind of just, like, do that your first year. You don't technically have to, at least, like, at Iowa, you certainly don't, but, like, that's what everyone does. Um, And I don't regret staying in the dorm, but I definitely was like, I am ready to not be in a dorm. Like, I remember turning in that key and being like, see ya, like, never gonna be here again. Um, and also, like, I mean, Sierra and I have very thick hair, and, like, it sheds a decent amount. I feel like it got worse in college, or I was just noticing it way more, because I think the dryers there and, like, the washing machines just are not good. And so the amount of hair that was in everywhere, our dorm room that I had not experienced, like, anything before... And nothing, nothing like it before, nothing like it since. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. That's an Elvis <laughs> reference. Um, I, it was grossing me out so much. But anyways. And also, just, like, I hated having no appliances. And, like, the cooking that we would have to, like, try and make do in our dorm because we didn't like the dining hall. It was nice having a convenience store right downstairs. That was a plus. Yeah. I feel like we didn't use it that much, though. I know. We didn't use it that much, but, like, sometimes, you know, Came it was handy. there. <laughs> um, yeah. I look back at, like, pictures or, like, vlogs and stuff of, like, us in our dorm, and I'm like, oof. I should go, like, revisit freshman year. Just, like, I just don't like it. Freshman year, bad vibes for me. <laughs> Your turn. Um, okay. YouTubers need to move away from these hour-long essay-style videos. Wholeheartedly disagree. Already. Um, so their comment is, they start with, at minimum, 15 minutes of redundant or irrelevant information 
usually a personal anecdote or a prelude into the topic. This is generally unneeded and, and it is done to appear to be an authority on the topic. It's like, why don't you respect your, or why don't they respect your time? And before you go there, I do skip through these parts, but why should it be my job to figure out when the pertinent information begins? First of all, double speed all videos. Second of all, I love like the longer form video essay. I feel like type YouTube of is videos. the only place that you get or have the option to get long form content. If not there, then where? Like that's created by someone else. Right. Unless it's like a Twitch stream or something. But I really like, I certainly have to be in the right headspace to be ready to consume a long video. But when I am, like, that's You're like, what I'm I want. Sitting that's down. That's why I'm watching the video. Getting a snack. This is what I'm doing. And also, like, YouTube has different lengths of content. Like, you don't have to watch those long-form video essay content. Yeah. You can watch something else. Like, you know what I mean? They're complaining about, you know, here's all of YouTube. Here are the hour-long video essay content that they're complaining about. Don't watch them. Watch the shorter content. Like, there's no way. It's just, like, those hour-long videos that are talking about whatever you want to learn person, about. Or and also, see. like, I feel like commentary-type videos require that time yeah is that what you're gonna say like i just feel like there is if this person has certain things they're wanting to watch on youtube then find creators that do that and typically they'll do like they'll stay consistent with that format and whatnot so did you have you found a creator that you actually like and does something consistent i don't know i just don't really like they should be able to find someone or Mm -hmm. whatever like usually, or if they're just like this, makes it sound like they just only go on YouTube and like click around, click whatever it is they around. Watch, which like I do that too sometimes, but like I'm kind of just like I go into a video, I look at how long it is, and I'm just that's you're what I'm in there for. So and then sometimes you're in it, but then you're out and you give up halfway through. That's fine. That's our it's all of our YouTube journeys. Um, next one I have is if you don't know how to change a tire, you shouldn't be allowed to have a license. I would not be able to have a license if this was the case. Neither would you. Granted, our dad for the past three years or four years has been like, one of these days, I'm going to take you out and like show you guys how to change a tire. And while he means well, he has not yet done so. Um, I understand the reason behind this. I really do. But a lot of people are going to be off the road <laughs> if that's the case. Do you think that then, like we should have to like do this in driver's ed or something? No. Why? If you don't know how to change it, there's someone you can call to do it. And if it exists, then why? Like, I'm not saying we're going to put people out of jobs. Exactly. I'm not saying that people shouldn't learn how to change a tire. I probably should learn how to change my tire. But, like, everything's in place for me not to need to know how to change my tire. That's a good rebuttal. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, And I'll probably have to see what they say. You know? They said, a friend is a roadside. I read this one, too. Oh. They were saying that it takes, they get so many calls related to that, that it takes or makes longer wait times for actual like big problems, mm. which like fair enough, but you know, they need the work. <laughs> I don't know. Anything right. else that you need to add? <clears throat> um, no. Okay. This makes, this is funny because you did this earlier and I took note of it. Um, someone, this unpopular opinion is I hate the use of the word vibe. I use the word vibe a lot. Or it's always funny when you hear a new piece of slang and then like you kind of don't see 
how it could ever like implement its way into your own daily usage because I remember when low-key became a thing I just never really knew how people like started just having it roll off the tongue like they never didn't say it and now I say it all the time same with like vibe is not something everyone has said for forever but I use that word a lot now too and it just like it just fits where I need it to and um yeah I feel like yes does the word make me cringe a little bit or at least it used to or like you hear other people say that or like dating apps especially like when people use like the word vibe in like a dating app profile and they're like I'm like no there's some usages where it's like the fact that you use the word vibe and you wrote it out like yes like I would say that I'd want to like I want to vibe with the people I'm around but I'm not gonna let me not use that in like a dating app specifically like that's what I'm like I get like ew but I use the word vibe and like, oh, like it's just like chill vibes tonight. Like, you know, I mostly feel like when Megan and I like talk to each other, it's like half joking, half not. But like I say it in non-joking manners too. Like I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but yeah, I say the word. I don't mind it. But there's times where it like I'm like, there's times where you're kind of like, you're like, don't mm, use like I don't mean to use this word, but I can't think of another word that mm-hmm. better describes what I want to say. Or like when we're doing like podcast stuff or like video stuff we're like what kind of vibe are we going for and like i don't know a better word to use there mood what kind of theme do you want to portray know. maybe but yeah so that's a time and place for when i use that word next one i have is netflix is dying back years ago netflix was the was known as the original for streaming content without ads now they're changing it where you will have ads if you don't have a premium subscription. This will lead to their downfall. Everyone will stop paying for subscriptions because the whole point of Netflix for some people was watching without ads. This is I interesting. S- just like broader conversation here. We are circling back. We're going to have to be buying streaming service bundles and that is cable. <laughs> yeah. It seems like things are still technically cheaper, but like I don't know if that's... I don't know. I just am like with each... It's basically just, like, the networks are now getting streaming services. Like, Netflix obviously isn't a network, but, like, they have their own original content, so they kind of are. But then you have, like, NBC has Peacock. You've got Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. It's HBO just Max. really interesting to see how everyone had cable. And although, to be fair, like, the one pro that people forget for all this is that you paid mm. for cable, and they still had ads. And you did not get to have, like, on-demand on demand on demand watching Contact, options yeah. and so if with streaming you're paying for it but you don't necessarily have ads and you can pick what you can pick and when you watch so it is still better but you like it used to just be you had netflix and that was it mm-hmm. and now it's like we have we use our mom's netflix i technically have a hulu because i pay for spotify I that's hulu. the only thing that i pay for and then and Disney Plus. Sierra has Disney I Plus. I mooch off of Haley and Ashton's YouTube TV for sports. And yeah. So not a whole lot out of my pocket. And we have Prime Video. Time. Yeah. I do actually because I have a Prime Amazon or an Amazon Prime account. So that's included. So. But it's not that's as why, much like, as cable. Because like, I don't have HBO Max. I'm like, I'm not paying for another one. I'm not. Or same with, like, Paramount Plus. I'm like, I'm not paying for another one. Like, I just can't see myself getting more than I have. Because I already have enough. I've had Peacock 
for either free trials or like for a short period of time when the Olympics were on because like I needed to watch the Olympics but other than that that's and then I do like free trials of, I've done free trials of plenty of other things for for live sports mm-hmm. as far as like if Netflix is dying I do think like they're pushing a lot of people's buttons and that's going to make a lot of people leave but like I just know that like I am unfortunately unless Netflix gets really expensive actually be mom having to decide this because I'm just mooching off her like you said but like I'm not leaving you know I'm here I'm invested mm-hmm. I've got to be able to watch you know the things that I regularly watch and I think that they often like they release new content regularly yeah and Netflix like no other streaming service does it as well as like as they do for like the layout and the marketing the recommendations through it just works well on their platform. like there's no discovery like that like disney plus it's like i just go to what like watch what i'm gonna watch hulu you hulu sucks like you only go on there because i'm like i'm watching scandal or i'm watching survivor or i'm watching this like you don't go on to look for something to watch because it's horrendous netflix i'm like what are you gonna show me today netflix that's what i go on there for i'm like what am i watching today netflix yeah everything else <laughs> I know what I'm going on to watch. Netflix, I'm... What's on? What do they have that's new for me? So, I don't know. I think some people are probably going to cancel subscriptions. But if you're like me, we're holding on. Okay. Here's my next one. So, this unpopular opinion is... It irks me when people sing a small bit of the lyrics of a song when there's no music playing. I actually love when people do this. I am very guilty of this like there are many times where we'll be like doing something and i'll be like oh like sierra what do you say and then you're just like i was just singing like a song or like copying like saying the words like a tv show is like another thing that we're like commonly Mm -hmm. doing like if monk's on sierra might say like a line that's coming or something and i'll be like what do you like what do you say i was just saying a line from the tv show that we're watching i think it's fun i think it has a little little spice spice to life (laughs) spice twins no it's fun like if you don't do things like that like you're boring i disagree with this unpopular opinion what does anyone else say let me see um um we aren't singing because we're happy we're happy because we're singing don't take that from us (laughs) okay um next one i have is carpets are gross carpets are magnets for small bits of crap dirt food dust and so much more the only convenient way to clean them is to use a vacuum and that only works um on stuff that is dry and loose getting a carpet shampooed is such a pain i don't understand why a homeowner would install a carpet or would install carpet instead of a hard surface that can actually be cleaned if you want something soft to stand on buy a rug at least rugs can be taken outside and pressure washed to be honest, I mean, I could see if someone doesn't take care of their carpet, it can certainly get gross. But mom's on the contrary, mom's uh, carpet and the old house in the basement. On the contrary, I prefer. I mean, I don't have like pets or anything. I'm not regularly spilling on my carpet, so I don't regularly have to like shampoo my carpet because yes, that would be like more annoying. But vacuuming, I much prefer vacuuming over sweeping and mopping hardwood or tile personally and rugs are almost worse because they move like when you're vacuuming if you have like our large area rug in like the living room that's fine but 
and in most cases, you know, it's probably fine. But if I have to do, like, small runner-type rugs or other things, like, I hate that so much. Mm-hmm. I personally like carpet, like, in a bedroom and stuff. Just makes the room warmer. And I like a warm room. I don't know. Like, being able to, like, walk barefoot and have my feet not be cold. I enjoy that. Okay. My last one. Gifting someone home decor is inconsiderate. Home decor is so subjective. The piece they give you may not match your style. Then the friend that gifted you the home decor comes over and asks, where's that art piece that I gave you? Or what did... What did you do that with that vase that I gave you? This drives me crazy. Can anyone else relate or am I just weird for this one? I kind of agree with this I one. I definitely do agree with this. Because while the thought is nice, especially like if it is your style and like you can make it work, great. But sometimes someone like gets you something and you're like, I either A, don't really like this or B, I'm like, I might like it, but I have nowhere to like put it. Right. Like if you weren't asking for something specific, then you're kind of like, I don't, I don't know where I'm putting this, and, and now you're gonna, you know I have it, so I gotta find a spot for it somewhere. Um, I can kind of call Haley and our mom out here, because they got us some, like, artwork and stuff, which we've, you know, since found a place to put, but, I mean, we technically haven't even hung up those clear, like, And technically, like, I like that stuff, but, like, it was laying in my apartment because I had nowhere to put it for two years. It's been two years since, and it's still has not been officially hung up because the vibes I haven't, haven't had a right. place to put it. And she didn't give us any frames to hang the canvases up. That's so, another challenge. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I don't know how I'm hanging this either. And they're going to go in our bathroom. We do have a spot for them now. And the artwork that our mom got. One is in the living room. It's like the same thing. But just, like, slightly different because it's just a thing with places that we've been and our travels. And it actually works really nicely in our living room. Matches the other art that we have. Um, and then we're going to put the other one in the guest bedroom. Oh, are we? I thought so. Maybe we did say that. We haven't done much with the guest bedroom, so I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. But maybe in the future, which, like, no one's planning on getting us any home decor stuff anytime soon, I don't think. But... Um, it's just not my favorite thing to get because it's just, like the person said, so subjective that if that's not what you were specifically asking for, then it's just hard to work around. So heading into this last unpopular opinion, also have to apologize to our YouTube, uh, listeners, watchers right now. Have no idea what happened with the last 12 or so minutes or maybe more of that segment where the camera just stopped recording, so... We're back. You get to see our faces for this last unpopular opinion. So this one is people in cars stopping in the middle of the street to wait for pedestrians to walk is not polite. It's obnoxious. I think that like I know people mean well when they're doing this, but there is a right of way pattern for a reason. And it's like most intersections where there's not just like a pedestrian, like yield to the pedestrian if they start crossing thing, then... The car just needs to keep going. I, as the pedestrian, will wait. I just don't like it. Because then I'm like, you know, I'm doing, I'm like, okay, the normal thing is they're going to keep going. I wait and stand here until I can go. Normally, it's faster for both parties if the car just keeps going. 
Like, I can understand if there's, like... Like, I hardly have to wait for you to just drive by. Yeah. I can understand if it's, like, kind of getting busy and, like, a car's like, okay, if I stop, maybe other cars will stop. And then, like, this person can finally cross the street because they've been waiting forever. I get that. But, like, usually if you're a pedestrian and you're crossing the street anyways, like, if it's a pedestrian crossing area, like, there's something built in where you're going to have a time to go, you know? So, I'm with this person. I hate when cars stop and I'm like, you could have just gone. And then I'm like, like I'm staying there and I'm just you. like, oh, and, like, oh, like, okay, I'm going now. So, Haley also agrees with this because her Instagram bio used to say something similar to this. No, it was not related to pedestrians at all. I thought, oh, it was like being in a car, like if you had a four-way me on or whatever. What was it? Okay. Haley's Instagram bio used to be, um, I love um, kindness except for if we're at a four-person stop. And it was clearly your turn to go or something like that. It was a very long-winded bio. (laughs) Yeah. Her bio is not that anymore. But it always made me laugh when I went to her profile and would see that. Okay. So there's all of the unpopular opinions for today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, then make sure you like it. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. We're trying to get this channel to 1,000 subscribers um, in order to make this channel something that we can put monetization on for. There's, like, other stuff we have to have, too, but I know that that's one of them. Um, So even if you're maybe, like, normally you like to listen, if you have a YouTube account that you want to go subscribe to the podcast channel with, that would be much appreciated. Um, Otherwise, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.